Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro in Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to 2v1, like, just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I'll try to reach you. You're like, how do you see this guy? A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. I'm your host, Shyway, and guys, this week is a doozy. I'm so excited to talk with our guest today. If you're a fan of trick jumping in Halo, if you're a fan of trick shotting, if you just want to see some crazy stuff in Halo, get ready. We're going to be talking about so many different things today that just to be excited about. Now, I know we have a lot of podcast listeners as well, and that's great if you're listening on podcast, but note that there will be a lot of clips that we're going to throw to today. So a lot of incentive to actually check out the video and watch watch some of these great clips. Now, of course, like all of our episodes, we start off with the news. So let's bring Maddie Rums back in here running noobcombo.com to run us through the news today. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. We got our news another week, another set of news, and there's some good stuff to talk about this week. Uh, let's kick it off with the HCS grassroots application window now opening. Yeah, so like we mentioned last week, they're only going to be accepting applications into the grassroots program between certain periods of time. And uh, March 1st was the first window after that announcement. So today being the 5th, it's now open and it's only open until March 31st. So if you think you're, you've got the stuff, then go ahead and send in your application. Right, exactly. So it just opened up March 1st. This is now the time to try to get yourself partnered as a member of HCS, a great opportunity to get marketing support. You get just, just a, an opportunity to be partnered with 343 in some way for a game and a franchise that you're passionate about is a pretty amazing experience. So highly recommend if you have a channel, if you're looking for that, that boost in marketing and support, you definitely apply. Um, and moving on, we have some talent announced. So we have our HCS Invitational South by Southwest coming up. We have a whole series of talent that's going to be available at the venue. Happy to say that I'm going to be there as well. So excited nice. to be there. But let's uh, let's talk about some of the recent announcements here. We have our casters. Who do we got? Uh, yeah, so so far we have Bronze, Bravo and Onset. And just announced maybe 20 minutes ago was uh, Golden Boy and Walshy. We'll also be joining them. If there's more, we'll find out. Uh, Nighty Knight tweeted out that he'll be the observer for the event, so he'll be making sure we see everything we need to. And the hosts will be Lottie and Fallout. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Bravo Onset, those are, they're a great duo. They've been doing it for a oh, while. Yeah. Walshy and Golden Boy have been doing it a lot more, like, together recently, casting a lot more together. And it's been sounding great, especially back over at uh, St. Louis. So they really got something going as well. So two great duos to look forward to. Lottie, we all know, is an excellent host. And then Fallout now jumping into the mix. Of course, we know Fallout mm -hmm. back from Gears of War. He also works for Microsoft. So it's a logical pick to get this guy in there. And he's so talented at what he does. So a really great lineup. Of course, Nighty Night coming in as an observer and nighty night also running a new show that we'll be showcasing just after this so stay tuned guys um but continuing on with the news we have this one's more of like it's not confirmed it's just right. what, what yeah. we what we think is gonna happen we got l town is talking about the possibility he's leaving new york what's going on here yeah so uh richie hines as we all know announced that he was joining the pro team with clutch and uh recently on twitter l town and said that he was officially moving out of new york and one of the first few replies in that thread was richie hines replying to him <clears throat> excuse me saying li boys taking over yeah li 
you know, being Long Island, which is also in New York. Richie Hines is from New York. So we'd only speculate that they're taking over the pro team, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Richie Hines replying in the way that he just did kind of gives yeah. it away yeah. right there. So L-Town would be a great addition as well. Of course, uh, a pro with a ton of experience in competitive Halo, so it'd be great to have him joining the team. A logical step forward there. So we're, we're getting, the team is rounding itself out. We're starting to get a better sense of who's going to kind of you know represent the playtesting, the background on, uh, on Halo Infinite here. And speaking of Halo Infinite, we've got some more details, potential uh, details on Halo Infinite. Recently, they had a, an interview, a long, over one-hour interview interview with IGN through uh, my, Ryan McCaffrey and Bonnie Ross. And Bonnie Ross gave a lot of different statements about what's coming up in uh, Infinite, something you should probably check out on IGN's page. But let's uh, summarize some of it. Maddie, what'd you see? Yeah, so she mentioned that the reason why it's taking longer than usual is because she didn't want to overwork the staff, especially that being more of a popular issue in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. uh, they made that promise with Halo 4, and then they broke it. And then Halo 5, they said they were pretty crunched, too, which they didn't want to be. So they're right. taking their time with Infinite, and that's why it's longer than the three-year release than yeah. we normally see. I mean, now more than ever, they want to really make sure they get things right, so it's understandable. Um, she was also questioned about Battle Royale as well, and I know she had mentioned Apex Legends' success being something that she appreciated, and it's something that, that kind of is in talks at the studio, but there's no kind of... Like, what they seem to be focused on is what's most important for Halo right now. I know, Maddie, you had something to say about that as well. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people took her statement, you know, in two different ways. I know uh, Moses took it as, you know, Halo BR is coming. Mm -hmm. But how I heard it was, she was saying they're working on what's right for Halo. And if you or me or whoever else consider that a BR, then call it a BR. But she said... It's mm -hmm. just going to be with Ride for Halo, but who knows? I could be in the wrong as well. You know, yeah. either way, I'll be excited to see one as long as it's, you know, as long as it's done right. Yeah, it, it does seem like they have a good mindset in place because she even mentioned at one point this idea of like the games, just every single title became larger and larger and more ambitious and they kept adding more and more and more. But now it seems like they're starting to take a look back and think about what's truly important for the franchise. What do fans really want? So it seems like they're really trying to listen, get a closer eye on the community. And I think like we've said in a lot of different episodes or a lot of past episodes, that's kind of where the in innovation comes from is that connection with the community and building off of uh, what, what the, the, you know, the fan base is truly passionate about regarding to halo um and then the other little tease was about the slip space engine as well yeah so we should expect to see chris lee who uh I believe he's the president of 343 mm. not sure his title but he's a higher upper yeah. uh he'll be the one uh presenting i guess the three for three portion of their e3 press conference and uh we should expect to see a lot of stuff about the slip space engine and i've seen uh, people say, well, they didn't technically say they're going to show Infinite at E3, which I, I highly doubt they won't. Right. But uh, they did. They mentioned that they're going to show the slip space engine. So, you know, some people said there's still the chance that they might not show anything, but I highly doubt they don't. Yeah, I mean, at a bare minimum, I guess we're getting a better sense of like what's capable with the engine here. Um, now, this is an entirely new engine built from the ground up, so something we haven't seen in Halo in the better part of a decade, I believe. Right. So uh, this could be pretty, you know, pretty amazing to withhold. So that that alone, I'm excited for. But hopefully, we get some gameplay teased uh, here and there. But yeah, there's well, a uh, sorry to interrupt you. There was a uh, there's a reporter, I guess you want to call him a reporter journalist, named. Uh, right. I think it was Brad Sams. He works for that uh, 
website called Thurot, who we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, he seems to know, you know, have an in somewhere with Microsoft. But he mentioned, uh, well, I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> Somebody mentioned on Thurot and that has to do with the Slipspace engine? Yeah, he, he was talking about how, oh, yeah, he mentioned that the reason why they didn't show any gameplay footage last year Right. was because it looked so good on the new engine that they didn't want to make the other games they were showing look bad. And oh, that's why on. they decided to pull it. <laughs> that's what he's claiming. I don't know how true right. it is. But. Right. You know, one thing that makes me think of is how the initial reveal trailers for a lot of games look so good. And then it seems like the graphics like kind of gradually downgrade slightly yeah. towards the final release. That's happened a lot of times. That could be a thing too. Is like it looks so good, we don't want to raise your expectations <laughs> yeah. too high and then shoot Let you, down. you down. I don't know. Either way, a lot to expect with Halo Infinite going forward. And for now, it's all kind of speculation and rumor, but things are going to ramp up. We're just under a hundred days away from E3, so a lot to look forward to in a short period of time. This year's flying by. Anyway, we got our tournaments for the week as well. The second part of our news here. We're starting it off with the UGC Winter Series Week Four winner. Just uh, brief me on this. Yeah, so it was last Saturday, as it usually is. Uh, first place went to Lobos. Second was Thick Johns Only. Third place was Infinite. And it's just good to mention, if you are considering playing for that $1,000 prize, there's only one more tournament before the final. So if you're trying to make your way in, you have one more tournament to earn as many points as possible. Right. And place as well as you can. Right. And this series now has become a great opportunity for more of the amateur teams to really build their skills and practice and make sure, you know, make sure they're well practiced for some of the bigger events. So a lot of the, the, the higher, the top level teams seem to have dropped out of the competition. But now it's a great opportunity for guys like Lobos, Thick Johns and whatnot to continue to level up their play. So we're seeing that every week. Um, and speaking of weekly, we got UGC Sanctuary Cup week one winner as well. This is our Halo 2 tournament series. If you're a Halo 2 classic fan, this is where you want to be. Maddie, what do we got? Uh, first place went to Does Trading Still Exist? And they won the $100, which is the weekly prize. Second place was Highly Defined. Third place was MSK or Miss K. Mm-hmm. And uh, I highly suggest if you're a Halo fan to watch if any of the players are streaming because the BXRs, the BXBs, it was just, yeah. it was just yeah. awesome to watch. Sounds so sick. I need to check that out too. Just especially now when there's so much talent in gaming, you're coming back to Halo 2 with a lot of talent and experience. I feel like people would pick it up so quickly and be able to apply some of that stuff at a high level. So curious to see what that's like. Um, of course, we have the HCS Invitational FFA update that came up recently. I think Tashi was talking about this on Twitter. Yeah, Tashi just announced it yesterday, I believe. But uh, it will take place all three days of the event. Friday and Saturday will be your qualifying matches, and Sunday will be the finals. And he also mentioned that there's going to be a qualification tournament at a local Austin Microsoft store sometime next week. Mm-hmm. And the winner of that will get a free pass into the South by Southwest gaming nice. uh, portion and a spot in the finals. Right, so a lot He of- hasn't announced the date yet, though. Right, right. So still uh, something exciting to look forward to with the FFA for the Invitational. So many different events and whatnot to look forward to in the Invitational. Excited to see how that all plays out. And then we have our SWAT Nation March Madness date change and prize pool adjustment as well. If you're a fan of SWAT and Halo 5, what do we got, Maddie? Yeah, so it was originally on the 15th, but they moved it to the 23rd because they didn't want to overlap with South by Southwest and the Invitational. And they recently got a nice donation from one of their community members, which Meth raised Bear. it from, uh, yeah, Meth Bear. 
yeah. uh, raised it from a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred. So it's a nice chunk of change. Yeah, but these guys are doing like they're just putting in so much hard work into this event and it continues to grow and continues to gain recognition. So I love seeing that. And it's nice to know that there's a dedicated SWAT community in, in Halo 5. And I got to figure out how to get into one of these tournaments as well. Maybe I'll book off a day of work or something. But anyway, let's uh, run down our events for the week. Everything to look forward to in Halo. Yeah, so this weekend uh, on the 9th, we have the fourth tournament of the Halo Wars Championship League. So if you're into Halo Wars, there's always... You could still enter and earn your points. There's some kind of prize pool at the end from 343, but they haven't said what. Um, also on the 9th, you have week 5 of the UGC Winter Series, which would be Saturday. On the 10th, which is Sunday, you have the Sanctuary Cup week 2. And then on... What day is 11th? Right. On Monday, you have... In uh, Cleveland Wizard World convention, there's a Halo 3 free-for-all and a 2v2 being hosted by uh, Midwest Esports. That'll be at the Huntington Convention Center of Cleveland. And also on Monday, the 11th, you have uh, UGC's Double Down Week number 4, which is their Halo 1 tournament series. Also has a $100 prize pool each week to first place. Exactly. So a lot to look forward to across all Halo titles just in this week alone, and that will continue onwards and into the future. And of course, if you're looking for more information on any of the news that we just talked about, make sure to check out noobcombo.com. Matty right here runs the site. He's got all of the news on lock every single week. So you want more information, noobcombo.com is the place to go. Matty, thank you once again for tuning in for the news today. You got it anytime. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. All right, and that closes off our news segment for the beginning of the show here. And now let's get into the interviews. We've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to kick it off with some Halo 3 trick jumping from the trick jumping master himself. I'd like to invite Clearly Me to the stream. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. Man, how's your day been so far? <laughs> been good, man. Busy. Two kids. and Oh, my gosh. Raising them. and <laughs> Yeah. And putting That's up tutorials day. at the same time, man. You've got you've yeah. got your content coming out. I'm sure you got the day job. You've got the the mm -hmm. family. So yep. a, a lot that you're doing. I want to start actually by giving you a huge just kudos for all the great work you're doing on Twitter right now. You're putting up Thank these you. nice quick tutorials, and they're they're so useful for Halo Three. But it's you limit yourself to a minute, so it's so easy to watch it. It's so easy to share it, um, and you just seem to have like a great system. If you guys don't follow clearly right now it's at mcc trick jumps on twitter it should be like listed there on the page somewhere as well i think at mcc trick jumps on twitter check that out you get a lot of uh of great tips so you got a really good system going thank you yeah. thank so you. so where did that all begin then let's go way back to the beginning here how did you first get into trick jumping in halo because this is a very like specific kind of niche in halo there's so many aspects to it but you jumped yeah. into trick jumping so how exactly did that happen well, it started with Halo 2 um, and the super bouncing techniques. Um, right. I, I really didn't get into the trick jumping aspect in Halo 2, which was a big scene as well. Um, but super bouncing really grabbed me. To me, it was more exciting. Mm. Um, get, being able to scale buildings there where nobody could really see you or get to you um, really used them to my advantage, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but when Halo 3 dropped, you know, super bouncing changed, obviously, because you couldn't do it anymore. Right. Um, so that's when I jumped into the trick jumping scene. And honestly, at the time, there there really wasn't anybody making tutorials. There was just mainly montages. Um, and I, I really wanted to learn some of these techniques. So I just kind of went through and learned them by myself. 
and um, eventually learned them in a way where um, I felt comfortable enough to start teaching other people. Right. And um, I, I didn't want anybody else to be in a position where I was, where you wanted to learn some of this stuff and do all these cool tricks, but didn't know how to do them, you know. Um, so I spread my expertise to everybody else, <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So you were you were a first mover in this space, basically, I guess, right? Because mm -hmm. it was the super bouncing that kind of got you into it. And then Halo 3 comes out and there isn't much of a trick jumping community. And, and at the same time, YouTube was so new. It was like 2007. Yeah. I think YouTube started in like 2006, right? Yeah. So you have a channel that's 10 years old now of just dedicated <laughs> yeah. Halo 3 trick jumping content. You've got other, like got some Halo Reach and stuff in there too. But uh, it's called Halo 3 Helpers. You guys should yeah. definitely, definitely check that out if you want to blast from the past. This goes... <laughs> All the way back to the beginning, you got. I think some of your videos are like you recording it off the TV. It started yeah, there. Well, I then... was, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was using yeah. a digital camera. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I mean, even so, going all the way back, you still have some great tutorials. There's still some great information in there. And what I want to do is we're gonna we're gonna take that blast from the past, man. We're gonna go oh, all God. the way back to some of these, <laughs> these videos. I'm gonna showcase some of the clips because oh, no. when it when it comes to trick jumping in Halo Three, I think at first glance, with the mechanics only being like moving, jumping, crouching, and crouch jumping, it seems like there wouldn't be much to it, but there's so much more depth that meets the eye. And what I've done going back into your videos, I found some crazy stuff, but I've also found what I would like to define as like your core advanced movement or advanced jumping techniques. And I have these as edge ghosting, ghost jumping, slide jumping, ramp jumping, and over jumping. And then of course you have like your nade jumping, your your rockets and like um, brute shot assisted stuff. And there's a corner bounce or something as well. But I think those five are kind of like your core advanced jumps. Would, would you say so? Yes. Yeah. So so what we're going to do is take a look at all of them, and I'm going to get you to give me a, a present-day breakdown on some of this stuff. The first one that I wanted to look at is called Edge Ghosting. Tony, let's go way back in 10 years ago and see what he's got. An Edge Ghost is a jump off a slant like this. Okay. I'm going to do it first, and then I'm going to show you how to do it. That's um, it right there. Yeah. Yeah. You... you when you see a little edge like that, it doesn't—it doesn't have to necessarily be a specific angle. Just a lip where, um, if you were to catch your head on it, you have to be able to smack it with your head. Um, momentarily, when you jump up and you smack your head on these little ledges, it creates an, um, an invisible ledge, basically, um, that you can jump off of just momentarily. And, and sometimes you can run off of them slightly, so you can alter your direction before you jump. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just a, it creates like this tiny little space where you can jump off of it. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, Tony, play that same clip back one more time just so people can see that once again. You don't need to have the audio in it. Uh, if that's possible. An edge but you would need an edge, like he said, jutting out of the wall like that, that you can physically bump your head off of. And for some reason, the moment that you bump your head right there, there's a, like a moment in time where you get to jump again. It's, it's mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, yeah. I'm not. It, maybe it's like the the immediate shift in momentum creates some sort of a, a just a space where you can jump a second time. But this works all over Halo, and of course, this is just a you know kind of a random example on on high ground. I think you're on high ground right here. Yeah, I, yeah. Which this wouldn't really be a typical place where you would see it. But even in that that video, if you watch the pre uh, like content that we had, we had that jump on. Um, why is why am I blanking on this? On we were just watching it. Uh, what's the big um, construct? The jump on construct yes, yes. on gold, where you're climbing up the wall and you had to use the edge ghost on the thing that's like jutting out to bounce mm -hmm. your head off of it to get up there. So, so interesting. And that's just the start of it. We also got something called ghost jumping. Tony, throw yes. up the second one. 
Now a ghost so map here is mm -hmm. where a slant and a wall meet. So, so you slant the difference with kind of uh, like a wall right ghost here jumping right here there. It's because you know with edge ghosting you have to physically usually. smack your head on a ledge uh, to create that space. With ghost jumping, um, you basically just find ridges within a wall where you normally wouldn't be able to jump off of them, but momentarily, uh, depending on the technique that you have to use, um, kind of difficult to explain. Right. Like this one, um, the wall jets out um, a decent amount. You can kind of see the edge right there. Right. Um, you would have to uh, crouch and uncrouch and jump um, to be able to jump off of them, but some ghost jumps you have to um, only uh, only use the jump button without crouching, depending on the uh, the angle of the right. Ones. Um, and that's something that you kind of learn as you go. Um, you learn these little minor differences um, after you do so many of them. Um, but yeah, ghost jumping is just a, a surface that you land on top of versus edge ghost where it's the surface that you have to jump and reach and smack your head on. Exactly. Um, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sorry if I cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. So it's basically you have like two, I don't know if these are like textures or, or kind of like edges, like surfaces kind of like coming together to create a, a point mm -hmm. or something. Like, a, yeah, diagonal. You start to see it more, I guess, the more you practice this. And like yeah. you said, there's a specific, a very specific spot that you want to land on that you could jump off of. And you may need to crouch. You may not need to crouch. It mm -hmm. all depends on on how that, you know, the angle is defined. And you can see there was a clear kind of angle, like a jut in the wall, yeah. the wall there that stuck out. Um, so that's ghost jumping. And then we have slide jumping. Now, slide jumping is really sick, and this is actually great mm -hmm. on the Heretic map, which we'll see uh, one in a second a little later. But, Tony, show off the slide jumping clip. So you're going to hold crouch with let go of crouch and jump at the same time. And you're jump from back here. Land Damn. right in the middle. Look at that. And we that's land straight awesome. on Opo. Mm -hmm. So, you're gonna so what's happening here? So um, on this one, and pretty much on all slide jumping, you want to crouch and uncrouch and jump at the same time when you meet a um, an angled surface and it has to be you know for the most part completely flat the surface that you're jumping off of um, so right there you can kind of see where I'm crouching um, mm -hmm. but right as soon as I'm meeting the surface I'd uncrouch and jump at the same time and it um, based off of halo physics which is hard to understand <laughs> uh, it kind of uh, jolts you out yeah yeah, I think it's uh, there's some sort of a feature when you have a slope surface and you land on it and crouch, there's like a period of time where your character like slides. And I guess yeah. you're taking that slide momentum and mm -hmm. then uncrouch jumping and it shoots you forward. And the more mm -hmm. the more momentum you have from above, the faster you're going to go off of that that right. slope surface. So you got to get a nice high point. That's why you did it off of the uh, the S3 there. So so cool. And you'll see that integrated in a, in a couple other clips that we have a little later. Um, slide jumping, and then we have ramp jumping as well. All this on Guardian. Guardian is just full of jumps. Tony, show off the uh, ramp jump. You see where uh, I'm shooting, where the little rectangle is on up. my knee, where the two bolts are? And it's are. really tough to explain, to too. That's where I'm going to have trouble here. <laughs> but um, there's this little rectangle on my knee, and I'm using it to line myself up on that very edge there. Um, but yeah, you basically you gain this momentum, and... Um, you have this angled surface and then meeting a flat surface. And so when I'm running up this angled surface, momentarily while you're meeting that flat surface, you're at a you're at the peak of your 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 at your highest point, basically. Right. Um, so I'm gaining that momentum and I'm meeting my highest point. Um, and then I jump and I'm able to land on top of a, a wall that you normally wouldn't be able to just jump off of. I mean, land on top of if you were to just simply jump from that flat surface. Right. 
so interesting like the way the textures work i guess there's you hit the apex on that like that upward curve there and for a moment in time you're slightly higher than you would be if you let yourself just kind of get over the on the wall there so if you time the jump perfectly you get a little higher and i know it, this is an older video we don't have footage for it but you used it on the camo side of the map as well to get above camo right you're doing the mm -hmm. the ramp jump there so really cool as well and if you're not on guardian though how would you set it up properly because you seem to have a really specific way of lining it up where you got the thing on your your knee the patch yeah. your knee with the edge the very edge but then what if you had like a different ramp would you still be able to recreate that um you, you wouldn't recreate uh, you wouldn't recreate that with every sort of ramp jump there actually most ramp jumps that i implement in matchmaking don't require me to lean off of an edge like that and line myself up right um there's another one on guardian i wish i had a clip for you guys um but um, basically, um, there's a spot on Guardian right below S1. Um, there's this little ledge that you can uh, ramp off of to land on this higher ledge on S2 um, that you normally wouldn't be able to just simply jump to. Um, but basically, um, you can do it on a 90-degree angle as well. It doesn't have to necessarily be um, flat, like a slope surface meeting a flat surface. Um, yeah. It can be a complete 90-degree angle. But as long as you smack that angle... Um, you can ramp off of anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It had to maybe be like a diagonal coming into an immediate flat surface, but you're saying even a 90 degree? So like yep. straight up a corner, you yeah. just have to hit it at the right. Even That's... if you hit that very angle, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can ramp off of it. Man, it's crazy how many like little things are present in this game that you can figure <laughs> out like the longer that you just spend trying to jump around and just like learn the mechanics and everything. Wasn't that all kind of altered too with MCC? Like things were kind of moved around? Which uh, well, kind of get off topic, but not with everything. Um, yeah. Mainly ghost jumping. Mainly ghost jumping. Mainly ghost like jumping. the yeah. the most popular one on uh, G one to well to, on Guardian G one to G two. Right. Um, I've kind of had to alter my method on doing it. I found a way to do it, um, but it's not the technique that most people are familiar with. It's a little bit more complicated. More steps yeah. applied, um, unfortunately. But due to the increased frame rate, it's just not as easy to land ghost jumps yeah 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 that that gold one is unfortunate because uh it was actually such a popular jump back in the mm -hmm. halo three days like i would see in 1v1s and even in 4v4 like i was watching a ninja 1v1 the other day he was doing it just like normally like it was just an everyday jump but in mcc you got to have the crouch like you said you're kind of crouch set yourself up mm -hmm. and it's very specific setup so it'd be so much harder to quickly get into it but um yeah. a lot of things still work the last one we have here is the over jumping so tony throw up over jumping we'll see what this is See, this is very similar. This is what I was actually trying to describe. Um, so, mm -hmm. it's a it's the same thing as a ramp in a way, but yeah, you are over jumping, which is a different technique rather than uh, um, walking on that angled surface, meeting that flat surface. Right. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's, it's kind of hard to explain the difference. Well, from what I gather, watching it, it seemed like you were using the initial momentum from your first jump carried into that that second one immediately right there yes yes yeah so it's very similar to ramping very uh -huh. similar pretty much the same exact thing just a different way of doing it yeah and you said i think in the tutorial you're kind of like mashing the a button off of that first jump because you wanted the mm -hmm. earliest available frame you want to get that second jump well you're you're still on the i guess the upward momentum from your first jumps so you're only about like yeah. halfway through your first jump and you're carrying that into an immediate second one you get a boost it kind of reminds me of mm -hmm. kneecapping in halo 5 if you time yes. thrust right on an edge it's cool to see how the mechanics have actually evolved 
from three to five in that regard because it does have a similar kind of aspect to it so so really cool and that just kind of defines our core mechanics and there's so many amazing things that you're doing around that um and all of that's happening on halo 3 helpers and of course now you've got your new channel and it's yes. all upgraded it's all a better mm -hmm. quality now and that's the mcc trick jumps channel any specific reason why you changed the channels over because you still do have the 10k over there yeah, um, it actually was at 15k, um, but over the you know years of not actually uploading stuff, my subscriber base has dropped. <laughs> um, but I stopped making a lot of my videos, at least regularly after Halo Reach came out, um, due to the physics engine change. Um, a lot of the trick jumping techniques disappeared, like pretty right. much all of them. Um, so it was a completely new slate, um, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best slate for trick jumping anyway. Same with four and five. Um, but I stopped making videos after four. I kind of gave up, and um, a lot of the subscribers that are on there are, are dead subscribers. They're no longer active. Uh, right. Maybe they're using different accounts. So if I were to upload a video now, I mean, it gets only a couple hundred views within a span of a couple months. Mm -hmm. um, so I started a new channel, a new fresh slate, um, and I wanted to specify just um, because I, I don't just do Halo 3. Um, I mean, I like to do other games, too. I mean, I'm my main niche is uh, Halo 3. Right. That's pretty much all I've been releasing as of lately, but mm -hmm. I wanted to have the availability to expand to other um, the other games within the MCC title um, and not just have a name specifically for one game. Right, you know? right. So what you're saying is we can expect more trick jumps across MCC and all the titles there. So yes. stay tuned on MCC trick jumps. You got a lot coming up. And mm -hmm. and is that just kind of where you, you got this idea to just start these shorter videos, I guess, and put them on Twitter as well? You, you thought this would be a new platform? Because this is growing yeah. a lot more quickly than the YouTube side of things. Yeah. Um, YouTube is moving very slow. Um, yeah. I, some, somebody gave me the idea of using a Twitter, and I've never actually used it. I made an account, um, I think, April of last year, the account that I'm using now, which right. was mainly for my uh, my portrait business that I have, mm -hmm. and um, I decided not to use Twitter anymore. And um, somebody gave me the idea of using it for my trick jump stuff, so I kind of converted everything over uh, to my trick jumping stuff, and it's gone really well. And yeah. you know, due to Twitter's rules with uh, not being able to upload long clips, which I'm used to just making these long tutorials and these long montages, right. um, I wanted right, to come so. up with so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I wanted to come up with something that would uh, catch on, that would be quick and easy to understand. Um, also, following Twitter's you know video rule guideline deal, right? You know, and it's gone well even on YouTube too, uh, but just not nearly as quick as as Twitter has been. Yeah, I mean, as far as Twitter goes, you're definitely doing something right because the official HCS is seeing these and being like, "Damn, this adds value." Let's just, you know, let's retweet these. It's a nice little quick, like bite-sized tutorials. Yeah, just figuring out how to make it from the Twitter over to the YouTube, how to incentivize that there's the carryover, yeah. um, which I'm sure will kind of slowly happen. But you gotta, I guess, we're gonna find some creative way to to get the real kick out there. But yeah. um, but so far, things things seem to be looking good on Twitter. So I, I like that you're doing this. You're also grabbing the attention of pros and whatnot too which we'll talk about uh in a second but um along with the new channel you got a whole new set of clips i mean you might have hit these back in the past but we're seeing them now in upgraded quality let's take yes. a look at this one on the pit this one's pretty awesome uh tony showcase this yeah so that's okay. a double juggle yeah what um, exactly is actually a double technically juggle? It's a... how does this one work yeah so uh, the difference between a juggle and a and a ghost jump is basically um, you're jumping off of a surface that is an obvious surface that you can jump off of versus a ghost jump, which is a surface that isn't obvious. Right. Um, so 
between those two walls, um, there is an obvious lip that you can stand. That not that not that it's obvious. A lot of people look at that wall and not think for a second that you can jump <laughs> off of it. <laughs> um, yeah. You can feel your Spartans hit it, right? You yeah. feel them bounce, bank oh, yeah. off. Of it. But yeah. you can see when you're looking at it, there's an obvious ledge. Right. Um, so it's classified as a juggle. Um, okay. And again, ghost jumps are are edges that you can jump off of that aren't completely obvious. Mm-hmm. So you found two little edges there that jut out, then, and that makes it the double juggle right there. One, mm-hmm. two, right there, and then what's this? What, what's this little technically thing that do? is a triple? It's a triple juggle, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to, yeah, I meant to correct myself. Maybe we got a tri- triple juggle here. <laughs> Pretty awesome though. That one looks really cool. And you said you even did that in matchmaking with people shooting at you as well. It'd be kind of mm-hmm. tough to find the, the like exact opportunity for it, but I can see that working pretty well, even in like high level competitive. If you can sneak through their base, you want to get up like through, uh, I guess, past training and you have players in training or something, you might be able to get up top tower real quick. Might get mm-hmm. seen, but definitely something that could be, you know, pulled off in competitive play. The next one I wanted to showcase is Guardian. Now, this jump on Guardian, I'm not sure if you could recreate it as consistently, but uh, Tony, <laughs> let's let's take a look at this one. This one's crazy. So that's a, a lift manipulation to to just a simple slide jump. Damn. Um, now the lift manipulation, anybody can do. It doesn't matter if you're host or not. Um, but I kind of alter the direction of it, and I smack this corner, and it's an uh, insane slide. Um, <laughs> I, you have to gain some um, impressive momentum, momentum yeah. um, which again, um, it's uh, about one in fifty tries. If you know where to land, um, you know how to do it. Um, it's about one in fifty tries. So it's not the most ideal uh, jump to try to implement in matchmaking, that's for sure. Right, right. Yeah. It's just all yeah. for looks. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely looks sick. And, and by the way, guys, if you're watching this currently and, and you be like what you see, you have some questions for Clearly Me as well. Remember that we're doing a short Q&A at the end of this interview. So if you have any questions, throw them in the chat. Tony, I know you, I got you on the earpiece here. Feel free to check the chat and make sure that if you see any questions, we can you know get them over to Clearly Me at the end of this interview. Now, that one, yeah, like you said, it's like a 1 in 50 kind of chance, kind of difficult to pull <laughs> off consistently, but the result is pretty crazy as well. Um, there was another one, and this one's the ridiculous one. This is when you start to incorporate geometry in the map, like the pylons, basically, to mm-hmm. land crazy clips. So this is the one that kind of popped off on Twitter. Tony, let's uh, take a look at the pylon jump that you got here. This was extremely difficult to line up. I've had this idea for about six, seven years now. Wow. Um, but the uh, oh my God, cones, yeah, cones aren't completely <laughs> consistent. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. when they're flying through the air, they, they tend to whip in different directions. And sometimes, most of the time, they roll flat like that. You saw them kind of rolling towards me there. Um, but I use a sniper rifle to uh, kind of make my marks and angles on where I need to throw stuff, which... That part alone um, is a lot of trial and error and takes a lot of time. Right. Um, and even the slightest movement off makes that grenade throw that cone in a completely different direction. So you I have to imagine. be extremely precise um, when you're trying to jump off of things like this. How do you even mentally line up where to set your reticle there? Because you're just looking in a blank sky. Like you got to use maybe the back of your sniper or something. Well, I, I use uh, sometimes I use my HUD. Um, oh, okay. So depending, you know, like you can see in your top right hand corner how many grenades you have, and they uh-huh. have them. They have the number in like the little boxes, you know. And sometimes I'll use the corner of one of those boxes to line up with a uh, part of the map. There you uh, go. So I, I find I find little tricks like that that help me as Is I'm it... trying to move like that and throw two of them. 
Yeah. yeah, high level strats on lining up everything perfect. You can use the lines in your HUD as like rulers, I guess, so to yes. speak, <laughs> makes it work. So, so those jumps obviously very cool, and obviously you know you wouldn't really be pulling that off in any kind of a matchmaking game. You need some time to really set that up. So sometimes the concern with some of this stuff is like, is it practical? Can it be implemented in competitive play? But recently you put up a video that showcases a whole variety of jumps, MLG type jumps on Heretic as well, mm -hmm. and these could be pretty effective. In competitive play some of them for sure tony let's throw that up take a look now, these ones are really cool i like this one here i think this is uh it's not even a slide jump you're just doing a crouch no. jump right from a specific spot no i'm not even crouching um, um okay i'm just yeah i'm just jumping on that higher point and um jumping at the very last second at the peak at my speed um mm -hmm. to get enough momentum and distance to be able to land up on top mid there right i love this one right here here's a slide jump yeah right off of that edge and this is a spot that people would not normally expect someone to no, be. No. Now, kind of hard to line it up if players are looking up at top mid. Top mid obviously being a you know a very easy yeah. uh, location to be found. But if you can pull it off quickly, this one could be very useful, I think. Mm -hmm. Right oh, above yeah. people coming out the, the street. <laughs> Surprise some people. Yeah. I like that that's as well. A, that's a tough one, too. Yeah. Looks like it was really important that you got super high on that beam to start yes. so that you can get a nice slide. Yeah. Well, I um I got high on the beam wow. and then I used um, some momentum from the ceiling. I smacked my head on the ceiling to push me down at a faster speed so I can get the momentum to land over there. Wow. And that's a whole other thing as well. Look, you found a skull up here too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the ceiling jumping is a big thing too. Bumping your head off the ceiling to get even more momentum. Little creative things like mm -hmm. that can can you know help you land jumps that wouldn't previously be possible. So. Pretty unbelievable stuff. This is all the way across the entire map. <laughs> yeah, something that you probably wouldn't see in competitive, but definitely some of those are are super applicable to uh, competitive play. And I know oh, yeah. Gabriel's been messaging you in in the Twitter as well. He's enjoyed some of these jumps, and we'll see if he can pull some of them off. I'd love to see some crazy so. stuff from GMS, and then maybe you'll get a, a shout out or something. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> Um, but you're definitely making some waves in the competitive community as well. So, so great to see that. Um, and considering your, your extensive background in trick jumping in Halo, I found this clip recently, and this is by Burton. So shout outs to Burton. Um, it was sent to me by Maddie, and it's a really weird jump on, on Guardian. I'm not really sure what's happening. Tony, can you show it to me? We'll see if you happen to know what's going on here. I think he's about to do the pressure launch, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think that's literally it. Yeah. What is this? Pressure launch? Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <Yep>. What happened? <laughs> um, so that one, uh, basically, he's crouching himself in a, in a spot where um, he barely can fit, but at the same time, the game wants to push him out. Right. Um, so when he, gets when he gets inside of this little corner, the game wants to spit him out forcefully. So you can use it to your advantage. I've actually used that pressure, pressure launch to land all the way over to elbow. Um, before which is um i've only done it once um but i've seen a few people use this in matchmaking and also in just random custom games um but this this pressure launch actually didn't exist on halo 3 um it's only an mcc thing interesting yeah. that's kind of cool so mcc kind of allowing for some new things that didn't even exist previously but that mm -hmm. yeah i wonder if that can that be recreated consistently you think you just kind of practice it you might be able to get it down it's a hit and miss um i'm sure there's probably an art to it i haven't figured it out yet um, yeah. I mean, I found some little tricks that um, spit me out in specific directions, but as far as um, actually hitting it each time is the part where I'm a little confused. 
Um, But anybody um, listening, if you were to just crouch and walk yourself into that corner and walk out and jump right as soon as you're about to fully walk out of that little corner, um, there's a very high likelihood that it's going to shoot you across the map. Damn. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. There's some strats mm-hmm. right there. Give give that a try and uh, and see if it works out. Um, now, this all watching all of this really has kind of made me think about, because I, I play a lot of Halo 5. I do a lot of crazy jumps and stuff in Halo 5. I see a lot of the just the, the mechanics kind of evolve in Halo 3. There's a lot of consistency. Like, even pressure launching, now that I think about it, there are some instances in Halo 5 where you can kind of pressure launch yourself. It's not as dramatic as yeah. it is in uh, Halo 3, but a lot of it kind of carried over. So I was wondering, you know, have you ever thought of bringing your trick jumping background over to Halo 5 uh, and creating content there? You know, I was actually thinking about it last night. Um, I, I have the game uninstalled. I don't physically own it. Um, so I was actually thinking about getting Halo 5 again and trying to uh, land some new stuff and see if anybody would be interested to watch that. But um, my niche for so long has been Halo 3, so it's kind of hard to dive outside of that sometimes. But um, right. I'm just I'm really excited about Infinite. Oh, trying for to sure. Do some stuff on there and see what see what that's all about. But Halo yeah. 5, I, I might re-download it and try to do some stuff. I might. Sounds good, because I know there's a, a pretty healthy just like kind of jump community in there too, and people are mm-hmm. constantly trying to figure out new things. I have people sending me messages in my Discord and stuff, showing me new stuff. Like you can still super slide in Halo 5. I don't know if you remember the uh, the original super slide that they patched. People are figuring out how to still do it in certain areas and stuff. So a lot of little nuances there um, that I'm sure you'd be able to figure out, because it does kind of feel similar. The engine's still carried over. So like you said, with Halo Infinite, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with a brand new engine. Yeah. Can they still have things like Ghost Jump? and and stuff like that where you're kind of coming off of like little edges and stuff especially with a game that's so graphically advanced you know that's um very doubtful unfortunately right yeah (laughs) or um hopefully some new good ones that's what i'm hoping for Yeah. yeah okay well that pretty much covers everything i have as far as questions go is there actually like a halo trick jumping community that you happen to be a part of or some way that you know somebody who's new to this and wants to get into trick jumping can maybe join you on some maps and do some jumps well i'm trying to rebuild the community um unfortunately um ever since uh, about three or four years ago you know the community is kind of dispersed there was a website called jumpers.org um mm-hmm. where everybody would kind of meet up and there was uh, you would make community montages and things of that nature and make challenges for people. And it was a very large community. Um, and on top of that, my following I had on Halo 3 Helpers, that combined with Jumpers, there was a huge community for it. Right. Um, but unfortunately, um, over the years, it's just kind of dispersed. And um, a lot of people think um, just by word of mouth that trick jumping just doesn't work anymore on MCC when that's right. the, you know, not even the case. Um, so there's a lot of jumps too that are deemed broken that I'm finding ways to actually land them um, to kind of prove to people that you know this is still um, useful, it's practical, um, and a lot of there's a, there's so many good little jumps like that video on Heretic where a lot of people wouldn't even think about it. And you don't even right. need to have an insane amount of skill to land most of the ones that I I threw in there, mm-hmm. um, but just walking around the map you wouldn't even think about it. Um, but I'm hoping through Twitter, um, at the rate that I'm going, that I, I try to build a, a good little community and inspire yeah. others to be creative. Well, I mean, I think with just, yeah, like the recent success you've had on, on Twitter, the spotlight now being on MCC more than ever, I, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, there is a good opportunity here. I would keep on that grind, man, with HCS constantly retweeting your tweets. Like, I, I know I think you applied for the grassroots program as well. So a lot of different ways to kind of grow a, a real community here and get some more people trick jump in their way around maps uh, would be nice to see. Yeah, it would. 
So now that that brings us to uh, the end of our interview here, if anybody happened to have any questions, Tony, I'm not sure if you grabbed anything. I didn't get any messages from you. If anybody has any questions for Clearly, let us know in the chat right now. Uh, Tony, I don't see the chat, so if you can let me know what you're seeing. You didn't grab anything? Okay. All right. So if that's the case, then that's unfortunate. If you guys got any questions, okay. you're going to miss your opportunity right now. Um, but thank you so much, clearly, for of joining course. me on the show. Really in entertaining discussion and just, you know, so much so much nuance that goes into Halo 3 through jumping and trick jumps and, and just everything. We're still figuring out more today, like you said, with the pressure launch. So still yeah. a, a lot of opportunity here for sure. Yeah, and thank you for having me on here, man. It's been a lot of fun. Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see you around, man. All right, see you, man. Up. Take it easy. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, that closes off our first half of the show here. We got a better understanding of trick jumping in Halo 3. Let's move on to more about trick shooting and a whole variety of other things. And this man, has he's just so experienced, not only in Halo 5, but across all the Halo titles. Let's jump into our interview with Mint Blitz. How's it going, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. Nice to have you on. What time is it where you are? You're in Austria? Uh, it's got to be like 10 a.m., 10 30? Quarter to 11. So, yeah, it's in the morning. Uh, but it worked out well. So time zones actually being friendly for once. Didn't have to be at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. Thank God for that. My God. But, uh, yeah, good to be here. And it, it's a totally different world over there, man. Like, it just, you're so far, like 12, what is it, 12, 13 hours? 17, difference? but yeah. Se oh, my God, dude, that's incredible. But uh, you're still making it work. That's the thing is, like, no matter how far you are from the bulk of the community, it didn't stop you from falling in love with the Halo franchise. Um, but what I want to know is, let's go all the way back to the beginning. When did it all begin? How did you first get into Halo? So, back in 2002, uh, my friend had a new game, new console. And he was basically like, uh, hey, come over, test this out. So I went and played, and I was like, damn, I've never seen a game like this before, ever. Before right. that, I played like lots of Spyro, lots of Crash Bandicoot, but never really anything that was a shooting game. So he wouldn't let me do the more on Legendary. He thought that I couldn't do the Water Grunt. But uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was my first experience into Halo. You'd actually get a console for like another like, two years after that. But uh, yeah, after that, I had basically all the people in my neighborhood coming to play Halo. We do Halo C, or we do like lots of Prisoner, King of the Hill. That's probably why I call them a montage because I just slayed people for hours and hours and hours. Wow. But yeah, I, I loved it, man. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with Halo is like there's so many different modes, so many different ways to have fun. And that's kind of just what invites you in, especially when you're new and you don't really care too much about what you're playing because everything's enjoyable. So uh, a great way to to get into things. But then at some point you made the transition over to YouTube and decided to start making content to start, you know, getting clips and whatnot. And something I do with everybody that I interview that's a content creator is I go all the way back to the very first video on YouTube and yours goes all the way back about seven years. And I realized that you're doing the same type of stuff all the way back at the beginning. You're getting clips. I think it was like on a warthog. You're driving by getting all these clips on a warthog. And I saw in the comments, all the comments are like, this is where the legend was born. And you've got like <laughs> <laughs> all your fans. Yeah. They're like the first video by mint blitz was that truly your first video is that where it all began uh so actually uh we had i had another youtube account and it was with a guy who lives like five minutes down the road and we used to do like vehicle montages because i don't know i guess halo was more popular then so it didn't really matter if using a sniper or using vehicles or whatever and we had about 10 or 15 montages and they're actually pretty popular back then um lots of the people in the community recognized that i remember campy if campy liked your video that was big news. If he liked your video, you'd get at least a thousand views on a video. And that was a kind of a big thing. My friend, he went to editing school 
and a guy in his class actually deleted the account. So he lost all the videos, and oh that's God. one of the only videos that managed to save. So it's kind of nostalgic, but uh, yeah. Wow. So then it got all deleted, and then you restarted it again, I guess? <laughs> yeah, basically. And I was going to do uh, Mint Blitz, but for some reason, 16-year-old Romy wanted Mr. Minty Blitz. I don't know why I did that. Why, yeah. why Mint Blitz at all? Where did Mint Blitz come from? <sighs> Is this a G or a PG straight, uh, podcast? <laughs> I, no, you can go, go as far as you want, man. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> go so for it. basically a flavored condom. Is it, Sorry? A flavored condom. It's a flavored condom. How did that, how did you decide Mint Blitz or flavored condom would be your name? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I wanted a creative gamer tag. And before that, all I had, I played LAN for years, right? And all yeah. I had was Remy. That's all I had, Remy. And, and then I was like, wow, what can I pick? That was taken, this was taken, this was taken. Opened my wallet, I was like, what could I possibly make something about? I'm like, oh, that sounds all right, I guess. And it wasn't taken, so the rest is history. Wait, so you look in your wallet and you had a condom that was flavored uh, mint blitz flavor or whatever? Yeah, yeah and or that, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of the scenario where you would see that. Like, you know, like, not to, like you said, is it a PG stream? It's like, this guy's like about to have sex and he sees the condom. He's like, oh my God, that's a YouTube name right there. Stop, like, <laughs> let's stop everything. I got to make a channel. <laughs> like, anyway, man, either way, Mint Blitz stuck. And, you know, seven years later, here you are. You've got over 14K subs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You're doing great now. You're putting up content regularly. And damn, are you grinding harder than ever, man? It's insane. Like, yeah. recently, you hit max rank in Halo 5. And this was a challenge that was yeah. over a 36-day span from 151 to 152. That's an insane grind. Tell me about that experience. How exactly did that, that go down? All right. So I basically saw that... Well, if I didn't smurf, I would have had it a lot sooner because I played Warzone with friends. But um, I saw that I had 15 million experience to go. And I figured with 500,000 XP a day, I could get it within 30 days. So I kind of planned it out. I, okay, I should give you some backstory. I'm a RuneScape sure. player before I played Halo. I love okay. RuneScape. And RuneScape is basically known as the biggest grind in any video game in history. So with that kind of like a backstory of maxing out a skill on RuneScape, I thought maybe I can apply that skill to Halo. So basically, with me streaming every day, I was like, I have to do some games with viewers, but I also got to get the XP needed. So I knew that with the featured XP on Halo 5, you would get almost double XP, but the boost, you basically have to have a boost. I don't know if you know what a right. boost is. Yeah, you play Halo 5. You, you know get like the platinum red pack or something. And yeah, you yeah. so you get the boost, and basically what happens is you get an extra 10,000 XP, and then completing that game, then you get the double XP if it's a featured playlist. Um, I had to do three hours of that a day, then I'd go to work, come home, exercise, make a YouTube video, and then I'd do three hours of firefight before bed, so like six hours a day, and just do that wow. for 36 days back to back to back to back to back until you get it done. Wow. So now when I see, for example, Ubernick, when he's doing his like grind to 152, it gives me PTSD. I can't <laughs> watch it. I literally cannot watch it because I'm like, this is just, it's, it's excruciating for me to watch. But yeah, right. it's a grind. Thank God it's done. Like, I don't want to do it ever again. But, uh, hey, it, got, it was a really popular video, so I guess it worked.
Yeah, but damn, I like I admire the consistency. Like you said, like you you do it, you just kind of like calculate it in your head like math. You're like, if I play this much every day, I get this much XP, I'll have it in this number of days, which yeah. is like, yes, logically speaking, that makes sense. But no, not many normal people would stick to the schedule. You stuck to the schedule. You, yeah. you made it consistent, even like despite hating it. And I remember at, at the end, not hating it, but you said like it was just a grind. Like at the end, uh, you said you had 63 days played on your main and you had over 60 days played on your smurf as well so you're looking at over 120 days total play just on halo 5 <laughs> yeah that remind me like it's just it's an absurd amount of halo to play um but that's like playing that amount of time like you're going to cover it in a little bit because we were speaking before the interview of things you might go through uh-huh. the clips that the unique clips that i've discovered or like created with the hlg group like they're old school people they've played for years but the things we've discovered, like you have to play that amount of time. Like even clearly me, I was I'd never understood what like ghost trick jumping was or all those other juggling stuff. I've seen them, so I was such a big like in the montage community, but I didn't understand the technical aspects of it like until now. Yeah. And yeah, like it's it's awesome to see. See, like he's played for years. Like you, he said he had this YouTube channel ages ago. He's yeah. played for that long. He's got that amount of knowledge insane that's absolutely incredible so i mean i loved watching that but uh yeah yeah going off on tangent don't mind me <laughs> no dude go off on as many tangents as you like it's relaxed podcast style interviews what i like to call it but um but that's the thing is like you said with all this time you accomplished some very unique clips that you would never have accomplished otherwise and and yeah. you did accomplish some pretty outstanding stuff um, and one thing I wanted to showcase, like, I'm going to showcase a bunch of things, but from your final Halo 5 montage you put together, and by the way, if you guys haven't seen it, go on his YouTube, it's one of his most popular videos, the final Halo 5 montage, this one's sick, it's like a, the quickest 17 minutes of your life, just some <laughs> crazy clips throughout, um, and I wanted to showcase some of the vehicle sequences, because these were just incredible, you yeah. found this like neat way to launch yourself with vehicles, I'm going to show three of them, and then we'll talk about how they work, Tony, show the first one, um, this one's off a of Ghost. It's just right after this. Here we go. So you're gonna fly off a ghost. Oh yeah, this one. Yeah. Damn, dude. That's insane. Here's another one that's like the same type of thing. Um, it's the 817 clip, Tony. Um, we'll see in a sec. Should be right after this. Oh no, this is not it. Is that it? <laughs> I can explain that one too. That one I, I want you to explain too. as well, but but we'll we'll explain that one in a second. It's the yeah. on, I give you an order on this. <laughs> it's another vehicle launching one. Maybe it's the Banshee. There's the Banshee one we have to show. That one's yeah yeah the, uh, the Banshee one's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the Banshee one. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah it's this one. Off of a flipping Banshee in midair. Look at this. And the music at this point in the video is crazy. Oh, yeah. I had this clip for years before I decided to use it. But Wow, what the heck, dude? Yeah, that one. That's my favorite one. Just clambered a flipping Banshee. You Just recently on Twitter, you had another clip of you ground pounding off a of Banshee too. Tony, hopefully... You, yeah, does he have it? I think he, I think he has that one as well. Oh, this is it. You're so well prepared. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I wanted to be cut, like really thorough with the... Uh, interviews you just grabbed this one recently you've been trying to get this yeah button. this is the exact same premise and i'll explain it in a second but uh looks <laughs> <laughs> so broken you're aiming for the other guy but you got 
You got yeah. <laughs> the reaction. All right. I what, love reactions, dude. <laughs> what's going on here? All right. So basically, um, the first one you saw was the Ghost Clamber launch. Um, and all of these are possible because I'm Australian. So for a long time, I knew okay. that the difference, as soon as you get out of a vehicle, it's going to be closer on your screen because the game hasn't actually registered that it's flown away from you yet. Right. Um, and I've always had such a big disadvantage, and we're going to touch on it in a little bit, about being from Australia and what that means for online gaming. But I kind of like turned it on its head and I was like, I can actually work with this. So I worked out that this was a complete accident, by the way. Yeah. And I got the Ghost Clamp launch. It took ages, like a thousand tries. I was going nuts on like... Distance. I was telling my friend Chris, Apple Fanatic, I was like, I can't hit this, man. It's not working. And then just one day it clicked. So yeah. I guess, yeah. But all you have to do is uh, look straight at the ghost. And then as you get out, you spam the thruster and you look towards the ghost and it should grab onto the back of it. And you can get a really cool clip of you soaring out of the map, which is awesome. Um, the Banshee one is a bit more technical and it happened accidentally one day because obviously I get out of Banshees all the time to go sniping multi kills. Right. And one time, and flying doing it i'm like that can't be on purpose that that has to be a reason for that right um and one day i was working on another clip i don't know if you guys have it probably not but um i opened up 15 different tabs of battlefield 1 4k gameplay to make my connection lag and <laughs> I across the map and because you're like ban rubber banding back and forth you actually go about five million times further oh my god and i thought maybe if the banshee hits me on my screen, but it's different to the US servers, it could like mess with the game and send me flying. And it did. And that's wow. all, let's do it. And I thought, then I, firstly, I started when I was on the ground. So I'd get out of the Banshee and I'd just look to the right and it would go whack and it would send you flying. Yeah. And then I figured, what if I did it in midair? And what if I did it in midair with a ground pound? What if I did it in midair with something else? And it just, right. yeah, yeah, that's it. And it all just kind of comes together. So yeah, what you're saying is that you're taking advantage of a lackluster Australian connection to do this? Is, this is not possible without your connection? No, no, no American oh or EU people can do it. <laughs> I, I like that you actually turned it on its head. Like you said, I've got this bad connection. My shots are taking forever to register. But I could screw with your head and fly off of, like, vehicles nobody mm -hmm. else can do. That's insane, dude. Like, just imagine yeah. seeing that. It'd be like so broken looking but um the other clip that we had shown briefly tony you can throw that one up now and this one's with a rail gun like a specific type of rail gun i'm not really sure what this is and i, <laughs> yeah. I want your explanation on this one as well um tony so it's the one that you yeah it's, it should be this <clears throat> all right so this one you can do um this is called the arc light glitch and it's actually based on the forge pieces below the map um the way it was forged uh this one particular forge piece, I don't know what one it is, but there's multiple spots on different maps. There's one on the Chill Out remake, there's one on Pegasus, as you can see there. And basically what it means is sure. that it'll the actual shell of the arc light will get stuck in between two pieces of the floor and it won't explode. It'll just be in a constant state of infinite loop that will just keep yeah. on trying to hit the floor. And because of that, you can make like what it's called a hurricane in the community, like insta-kill hurricane glitch. What are you going to call it? And uh, if anyone walks near it, they will get instantly killed. But the thing is, half the time, they can't even see it on their screen. So they'll just walk into a place and they'll instantly die. Fortunately, for that clip you saw just there, there was a Nornfang in that particular spot. So everyone on the enemy team tried to grab the Nornfang uh, and they kept dying. 
it's the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Okay. So Tony, I, I'm not sure if you're able to go back there, but you actually didn't showcase what happened. It was the, you line them all up. And then what happens in the same clip, so just continuing the video from that point, you can yeah. see on his kill feed, like eight people die, and then he puts it on his PO, on the other POV, and you watch them just walk into nothing and constantly die. So right here, yeah, I just yeah. keep playing the video from this point, and you'll see he starts play, he starts walking around and getting stuff on his kill feed. So keep on, yeah, there you go. And then just look at the kill feed. <laughs> Killtacular. I'll try, and then you're gonna show the other POV too. <laughs> what? The <laughs> it's just people just like running in and dying on nothing. Like, Fun fact: with that clip, I actually checked the killing. I checked the kill Tashri shot, and then two more guys run into it. So I suck. So okay, yeah. Moral of the story: uh, Mimplet sucks right there. He missed an opportunity for a killing air. Mm -hmm. uh, but regardless, insane clips that you're getting there, and then on top of that, you said there was stuff like the HLG community was helping you out with or giving you like inspiration. Oh, because um, because I'm wondering if that's where this came from. The next thing is the passenger glitch. Uh, Tony, if you have that one, you can showcase that one to us as well. This looks ridiculous. <laughs> what the heck is happening? All right. So um, basically, this was discovered by HLG Atwell. Um, he's found numerous glitches. Like he's next level when it comes to finding strategies on not only Halo Five but the older Halo games. Uh. Basically, you clam you basically clamber on top of the warthog while holding B. Well, beef have bumper jumper and you get into the vehicle and then it pulls the turret into the vehicle unfortunately my lag actually goes against me for this because this actually works for every single vehicle in the game so if you want to put a georgia chain gun with a damage boost onto an ultra banshee climb into the ultra banshee get three kills jump out you'll be flying to the ground with a turret in your hand and you can obliterate everyone unfortunately with lag when you get out of the vehicle you actually drop the turret, so it's very, very impossible. So all I could do was the warthog, as you're watching here. Uh, uh, but yeah, still pretty insane. Uh, and then you have the levitating glitch as well. Oh, this one. We're just going through a bunch of different ones here. So levitating, yeah, and then we'll get the blissful slumber. Yeah, I don't understand what this is. How you're flying here, but he's going way up in the air with the banshee, and then you drop out. Next thing I know, you're flying in the air. So this one, um, yeah. As we all know, to keep you in the map, uh, there's invisible walls. Unfortunately, 343 isn't doesn't do a very good job of uh, locking people in maps. I remember uh, when B2B first came out, you could basically get out of every single map because you can launch. And since you're above the map, you just got to get out of the water, uh, the banshee, and you'll land above the map. And there's no kill barrier there, so you got free reign to basically pick them off like ducks, wow. and there's nothing they can really do about it. <laughs> So you're outside the map, you're in like some sort of invisible barrier, but it's it's not in the kill zone. The kill zone's slightly above that, so you're... Yeah, I mean, they can some shoot you back weird, for sure, they but shoot they you, just okay. don't expect someone shooting them from the top of the sky. <laughs> from the stars, basically, yeah. And then the last one we have here is the Blissful Slumber Surfing. You need a buddy to, to make this one work. This one's pretty yes. funny looking. Uh, Tony, we can switch over to the Blissful Slumber Surfing clip uh, in just a second here. Now, this one's using a specific uh, wreck item, I guess, because yes, you would need the, storm the ammo. Rifle, storm rifle wreck, yes. Storm rifle, blissful slumber, yeah. So, um, while, we, while I'm loading up the clip, I guess I should give a shout-out to the two guys that helped me. Uh, so there's Brad and Chubb. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I had Brad, Chubb, and Brennan, and we all live probably 10 minutes from each other, which is extremely rare because we all met through Halo. Okay. And uh, for years, all the clips I've done, I've gotten Killionaires in the passenger seat of a Warthog, 
or a revenant on Halo Reach, or yeah. different launching clips, or just Killianaires when we can manipulate the spawns and they block spawns. I gotta give them a shout out because they've helped me for about five years, six years, wow. even seven years, and they don't want recognition. They don't anything. Else. They just want to help me get content. They they feed me weapons, and we just hang out and play. So if you guys are watching this, thank you because I really appreciate it. You guys are the best, and I probably wouldn't have been able to get half the clips without you guys. So. Yeah, man. So I lose all my armor. Uh, that you got. I'm not sure if this. What's this one? This doesn't look like the blissful slumber one. Unless this is like, like right after. This, this is. Like uh, I played on the side of my bed and had back pain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not sure if he has it, but uh, if that's not the case, uh, we could move on to the Halo CE one. But Tony, if you do sure. find the blissful slumber, hopefully it's somewhere back there. Uh, either way, so, okay, so you don't just play Halo 5. You're hitting clips across yeah. every single Halo title. Um, yes. And recently, you put up a clip on Twitter of your best clip ever in Halo CE. This is something mm -hmm. big undertaking. You've been wanting to do big clips in Halo CE for a while. Tony, throw yeah. that up. You can include the audio and everything. We'll just uh, watch his reaction for it. Oh my god, I hit a killpocalypse. I hit a killpocalypse. Holy fuck. Um, I love Halo 1, probably more than any other Halo. I did Halo 1 lands for years, um, so it's kind of like my pedigree. But, I don't know, I just feel like I love Halo 1 because if they don't have the knowledge that a good Halo 1 player has, you can 50 and 0 them. Obviously, that's not good for Halo 5 because then your player retention rate is going to be absolutely zero. <laughs> right. But, right. Um, yeah, the older Halo games are really good. The problem is, obviously, the older Halo games, when they start to get a bit laggy, they become nearly unplayable because right. the games aren't... They don't have the lag compensation that, say, Halo 4 or Halo 5 has. That's a 2001 game. You're not going to expect it to. Right. Um, so, 3 has done a very good job of making it actually playable on that connection. But... As you said, it's something I've wanted to do for a while. That's purely because, like, you'll see in the shots, they're so delayed. Mm -hmm. Like, see, 95% of the time, before, when I was doing that video, that was the first clip I got like, above a kill tag, which is five. And the, right. I choked the kill trophy about 10 times despite hitting them in the head because it's such an old game, it just doesn't register. Yeah. So when MCC first came out, like, I played the absolute hell, of it, hell out of it. Halo 1 and Halo 2, because I knew as soon as the Australians leave, which is usually the first population to go, I know we're going to touch on it in a little bit. Um, yeah, it becomes hella laggy, man. It's just awful. Right. Right. And that's the thing is you're not kidding about the connection. And yes, Halo 1, I'm sure it can be unplayable. And it's good that you're able to get something there. But but even across Halo 5, I'm seeing a consistent delay. Like, I don't get that kind of delay yeah. when I play. You got, like, right. almost a full second between the shot and the actual, mm -hmm. like, connection on the shot. And that must be, like, you know, because you're in Australia. So so as somebody who's representing the Halo community in Australia, like, it's in your, you're the Halo Australian content creator um, in your Twitter, too. Um, what's it like in the community, uh, like, over in Australia? Is there much of a community there? Is there much of a local scene? Like, are there well, local events? Because I know you have, like, a Microsoft store in Sydney, but that's just, like, yes. the one store yeah. that you got? What's that like? Yeah, it sucks because, as you said, it's in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne, which is the state below it. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so in Melbourne, there's actually, we're the second biggest state in Australia. Um, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing. There might be the occasional land um, right. run by Hail Australia, but as you talk about a community, I think it's kind of small now, purely because it's been three, three and a half years since Halo 5. Right. They are doing a Halo 3 land coming up very soon. I think it's in Brisbane. So at least they're keeping the scene alive. So shout out to Lunchy for that. I've known him for a very long time. He does a very good job uh, running the AU scene, basically. He keeps it alive. So big shout out to him. Nice. But unlike the, I've seen this even with Fortnite, um, it seems to be a problem just with Australia's oceanic scene in general. Um, you have the US, you have your EU, and the smaller will be AU. And mm -hmm. I just feel like because there's not much of a population, it isn't taken as seriously. But I saw some people on Fortnite talking about it. They said, look, we only scrim maybe 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. And while people in EU and US are scrimming 24 hours a day. And there's this right. huge skill gap because of that. And that's, I've seen that, like when the AU people go to the US, it's very unlikely that they're going to take even one set or one series off a US team or an EU team. I wish yeah. they would. But as I said, there's only there's a limited amount that you can do playing on that connection when mm -hmm. you go up against US people. So I'm I can probably go against champion level people. But if I go against the champion level people and we have the same skill and then it comes down to very small differences. Mm -hmm. Like I'll punch someone, they'll punch me, but they're gonna survive with red bar health because of my connection. Little right. differences like that, as you can understand playing and you commentate <laughs> over lots of champion level stuff all the time. Yeah and pros. That's the difference between winning and losing games. Those, you lose those 50, 60, 40 battles where you could probably get a trade or you could get an extra player down. Turns the tide in their favour, you end up losing games because of it. Especially when you say you've got four Australian pros going against uh, on US Connection, those little differences uh, kind of stop them from having the confidence, I feel, to really make some groundbreaking plays like the Frosty, like he charges straight at them, slide thrust and snipes and to have that confidence, I feel like, Right. You feel like you have complete faith in your connection, complete faith in your shot, complete faith in everything. Everything has to be perfect for him to want to justify to do that. Otherwise, it's a waste of a life. If you're running on lag and they're already throwing grenades at you because you've picked up a sniper and then you have a second of delay before you even shoot, it seems pretty silly to even attempt that because you're going to be down off the get-go and they're going to punish you for it. Yeah, that's so true. They, like, so connection, it's not only just, you know, like not hitting your shots, whether or not you get your melee trades, whatever, but it completely dicta dictates the way you play the game, too. Like you yeah, said, yeah. you won't be making plays that are quite as confident as somebody like a Frosty because they know they don't have to think about the fact that the connection's a problem. They just fly in there and, you know, yeah. flick the stick and they can get that shot. But an Australian connection, I guess that's not even something you would go for. That's like insane. Exactly, because what are you doing? Even like <laughs> people are hiding or evading, say they thrust out of the way. If you shoot yeah. them, while they're thrusting, there's a good chance it's not going to hit just playing because they're going behind a wall. And even if it hits on your screen, they're already behind the wall on their screen, so it's not yeah. going to register. But then not having that practice to do those skills, when you go to the US, US yeah. players do have that practice. And that's the difference. And so the Australian people do have the skill to actually do it. But until there's uh, such time where well, we have good internet too, but it's still, it's just the delay. It has to travel all the way under the water to the US and then back to Australia. And that difference yeah. is pretty big. We're pretty isolated over here. I mean, this is probably a, a question outside of your area of expertise, but is there anything yeah. that could be done with Halo Infinite to mitigate some of these issues and improve connection inconsistencies? Or, um, <laughs> no, 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 like, I mean, aside from nailing the game, so there's a huge population. Um, <laughs> sure. And it's a lot uh, of people in Australia to play, I guess. Until, like, kind of... there's another way to send action, because 
fiber optic cables are actually just light traveling through a wire. That's mm. all it is. It's light bouncing like that. Until there's a way for them to send the light faster to the US and then back to Australia, it's yeah. never going to change. You could, I could have one gigabyte up, one gigabyte down. I'm still going to have that delay. Yeah. It's still going to be the four seconds because it's as fast as light can travel. It's yeah, the way yeah. it is. So like you said, if they really hit their stride, if they kill it with Halo Infinite, which we're all praying that they do, there's going to be a much larger community in Australia. You don't have to worry about being all the way over the U.S. For a lot of your practice, you can stick to your Australian servers and hopefully exactly, that, exactly. that is sufficient. And that would be amazing. So, I mean, a lot of it's banking on the success of this game. And, and it's it's definitely possible when you look at Apex Legends hitting 50 million players in, mm. in like a month's time. So, I mean, something like that. Imagine that for Halo. I think that would be incredible. Um, Okay, so as somebody with so much playtime, so much experience across all Halo titles, how do you feel about the franchise and how it's evolved today as well? Now that we're coming up on Halo Infinite, we've had a big change in mechanics and stuff. You've got your advanced mobility these days. What do you think about all these uh, these changes? All right, so I've done a lot of videos on this. Um, I don't know what, it, maybe that's why you're asking the question because I've covered it a lot in my videos. But sure. um, I love the advanced mechanics, and I also love classic. I mean, I wouldn't carry the way as long as you remove Spartan Charge. I really don't care what they do. Um, <laughs> yeah. As long as Halo Infinite has the features that previous Halo games have had, they nail it. They do a good job. They are taking the time. So I was listening to the news bit saying they're taking their time because they felt crunched with the other two Halo titles. So good, they're taking their time. Yeah. Um, I've heard that they feel like Halo is like their last hurrah to really nail the game. So they're really going to sure. do a good job. So I'm really confident they're going to nail it. Um, but the, com the community is not doing too bad, honestly. I mean, you take uh, you were around when Halo Four and Halo uh, when Halo Four came out. Like the community it was, was just dead. Like, it was totally it was, dead. Yeah. It was, there was no one. There was absolutely no one. It was a ghost town. So to actually have um, about ten, I reckon ten good solid YouTube content creators, and you got about ten, fifteen really solid mm. Twitch streamers. And you have that community. And then the Twitter scene is actually very strong. I mean, you have the pros who are a lot act more active on Twitter than they are on other social medias, as you know. Right. But I feel like, we're, like it's not in a terrible spot. I mean, Halo for Halo is doing a good job. We're limited to just being on Xbox, maybe with PC. It'll be more popular. Um, arena shooters aren't that popular at the moment anyway, so you have to factor that in as well. Right. Um, there's so many different, like, I could give, like, excuses. But, I mean, Halo 5 as a game wasn't bad wasn't bad at all it could have been a halo 4 repeat and we could all be playing call of duty right now and it would be just see you later sure but it's not that um I, from a personal standpoint uh, i'm a montager and as you've seen as we've shown by clips the thrusting the clambering all those wouldn't have been possible without spartan abilities so mm. ideally i'd like <laughs> to see them return you guys could probably roast me in the chat for that but <laughs> um even classic wise i wouldn't mind if it was classic anyway because Classic Halo is easier for me to hit shots on sure. because there's less walls, there's less geometry that can get in the way. Halo 5 is very like a jungle gym, so there's lots of places that people can hide if they're lag like, if it's lagging, it's very hard to hit them. Right. But right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm talking from an Australian's perspective. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I don't even play that much Halo 3 purely because it's the one of the worst Halos to play on lag because of the BR. It yeah, the European community was saying the same type of thing. Is the the connection yeah. is just yeah. The, it, Halo 3 like. I'm in the Reclaimers group. It's basically, we test MCC behind the scenes. Mm. And they didn't want, well, 343 didn't want you guys playing on higher than 150 ping. They wanted you guys to be playing under 150 ping. But unfortunately, there's no population in Australia and the EU. So you can actually 
play at that expectation. So, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you said, like both styles of Halo are still very good. They still work. Mm -hmm. and, and as somebody who's hitting montages clips on a consistent basis, having those extra mechanics does make things pretty exciting. And you've showcased that um, in your videos as well. I think one of the biggest things that you brought up in one of your videos, you'd recently been playing Halo Reach. You just hit the max rank mm -hmm. in Halo Reach. And you were talking about how Halo Reach was such a great game because of the amount of content it had on launch. And that's what the next Halo really needs to hit their stride on. Halo 5 was good, but it was missing so many fundamental things that we expected from a Halo yes. title that, that rolled out later. So I think as we get into the next question here is what are some of the most important things that Halo Infinite needs to have? I think uh, you would probably start with that, maybe, the, the content. Yeah, um, all right. So we'll just yeah. nail some features that have to be on launch. Forge has to be on launch. Use a competitive scene to really tweak the settings the way they want it. More than just the game modes, they can kind of create maps, remakes that they might like. As you saw with Breach, they had Sanctuary remade like that. Instant, done. And that was one of the big main staples of Halo Reach's competitive scene. They even remade Pit. Imagine not having that for six months on launch, and then they would probably wouldn't be able to put it in until the next season because there's going to be the championships that year. That's right. a huge hit. Right. Um, other things they didn't have, they didn't have any social playlists on launch at all. Everything was ranked. BTV was ranked. People would derank to bronze and then just farm bad kids or clips. And they got console banned. People would make um, tweets saying, I like to shoot the bugs on regret while deranking, and then they got console banned. Oh <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like that has to have social playlist, has to have a ranked playlist. Obviously, Warzone's going to make a return because it's. Obviously? Yeah, you think I mean, make a return? Because then they yeah, have the whole because, battle royale discussion. I feel like they got to chop have something. You, have you seen like the quotes and numbers of how much money 343 actually made from yeah, yeah, Rec well, rec packs, I can see the rec system in, in some regard coming back. Like some form of a microtransaction system would be there. Um, but would the Warzone game type be there? I feel like that's because the Warzone could evolve into a BR, into something else. Maybe. It, it very well could. I mean, I feel like before Battle Royale even like took off that they already had Warzone in development. Mm. So maybe, as you said, it might transform into that or maybe it won't. But I feel like Warzone, at least in some uh, content will come back mm. with the halo battle Royale will come out i mean logically it makes sense although i wouldn't really want to be an odst because otherwise i might as well go back and play apex so sure. i really hope it's spartan wise yeah it'd be cool for montage clips i mean i just think of like the potential what could at me as a content creator or a youtuber get out of that right. and i've seen like lots of warzone youtubers they just do like showcases on every particular weapon exactly and it's easy content they get heaps of subscribers out of it me, I did montages. I can't. I mean, I love that I did montages, but mm. I regret it because I uploaded once a week, and it's just YouTube has algorithms, and if you support those algorithms, you're going to get rewarded with subscribers. It's just the way it works. Right. So, right. I mean, tangent, but still, okay. Social <laughs> playlist, rank playlist, Warzone, Battle Royale, um, BTB. I'd love BTB is the most popular MCC playlist, hands down. It has the most population in it. And I feel like it would be a mistake for them to not have at least a couple developer-made BTB maps. They don't have to be fancy. Right. They don't have to be incredible, but just something. And then you can let the Forge community do their stuff, and they can supplement the playlist. Mm -hmm. um, there's two guys, Randy and Blaze, who are on Halo 5 at the moment. And they've been doing a fantastic job with Halo 5, creating new stuff. For, even though it's three years longer, they did BTB Super Fiesta, which was really fun. Right. They did all these new community maps, which was great too. Having them um, into Halo Infinite, I feel like will be really, really important. I feel like that's why 343 is doing such a good job lately. They've been so good at communicating. 
I, like, I feel Halo Infinite will be very, very popular because they've learned from their mistakes. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, and also it has to have a good working theater mode. I saw that when yes. Ubernick was, uh, you, you saw it on Twitter, Nick had his, what should Infinite have on day one? Right. And theater, like on Halo 5, I'm not sure if you understand the, con- like the concept of how it works, but um, the higher your ping is, the more your shot is off. So on zero ping... Uh, right, it actually... registers as the server or something is what you see. Yeah, so yeah. you imagine someone who's on 300 ping, it says, there's their head, there's where I'm shooting. <laughs> yeah. I shoot there, and then it just fall over and die. And right. I'm like... Yeah, that has to change. <laughs> what happened? So, yeah. 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 Not to mention everything looks slower, too. I find things look like slower and floatier. Just it, it, play, it plays back at 0.75 right. times. Yeah, so... Uh, all of those things play like, might look really sluggish. Yeah, and for people creating content, that was such an easy way to create quality content back in the day is having your theater mode clips. You just go back, you grab it, you save it, bookmark, whatever, and, and then people are creating YouTube channels and, and more content's being distributed. And Halo is benefiting overall, so I think theater is a huge one for sure. The observer mode and the other esports specific yeah, things gonna, that, that come that, from that. Because you, yeah. you actually have done so much content creating like of observer modes of watching the pros like i remember sure. the first video i saw of you was the spring jumping by one of the pros was it shotzi or frosty Probably. or whatever yeah and anyway but does that affect you too because you can say like well he does this he makes such a good play he's so fast if you have to go back in theater and like analyze it yeah i feel like people in it if someone's coming into halo and they're watching the first time they're like wow this plays really slowly in actuality, it's playing almost a quarter faster than that, but we can't see that because yep. observer mode is the same theater mode as theater. So yeah, does so that affect like how you call stuff out, or what would what do you have to say before every video? Oh, look, guys, it's actually faster than this. But it looks <laughs> Imagine the theater. But By then, the way, yeah. Then that makes the developers look bad because you have to put that at the front of every video. Yeah, I'll be honest, 90% of the time I don't use theater mode specifically for that reason. So I stick to player POVs and I just talk yeah. about what's happening around just judging by where player names are and stuff. I have used theater mode before to demonstrate like certain jumps and things like that. And you're right, that is an issue. I hate how shooting looks in theater mode. And that's specifically yeah. why I don't break down shooting mechanics so mode because it, it doesn't look right. And I can't really explain the nuances of what goes into like, oh, you know, he waited here, he paused on this last shot. You can see the way he flicked the right stick and how that affected the headshot. I can't showcase that in theater, but no, and that's, that's something I would like to see upgraded, even just being able to snap into players POVs. So when you're zooming around the map, you get behind one player with the camera, click a button on the stick or something them. and boom, right into his POV and then snap, out, and snap into somebody else. And it's like, let's see what this guy's doing. And you can just kind of jump around and create some pretty amazing, uh, you know, content around that but yeah all things that need to be improved i i completely agree i think we've got a laundry list here but one of the big things mm-hmm. that you brought up which i think is important is that 343 all things that work in 2007 though so it shouldn't be that too yeah. hard in theory <laughs> that too but yeah just they keep adding more to their plate i guess it makes some of the the foundation start to crumble like where is split screen you know that's the point of the mm-hmm. biggest things that we need to see so if they can come back like they said they're looking back they're trying to figure out what you know, is really truly important in regards to Halo and make sure that that's perfect and and build on from that foundation. I think we got something really special here. And yes, like they're listening to the community now more than ever. So I think, uh, so, you know, we got an optimistic uh, kind of perspective on things and I, I really hope to see some amazing you stuff. Have to. Yeah, yeah, in the future. But, um, but ultimately, man, thank you so much. I think we covered... Uh, the whole laundry list of things I wanted to mm-hmm. cover in today's interview got a got a much better understanding of uh, what you do as a content creator and how you hit all these crazy clips. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Happy. Yeah, no problem, man. Thank you for coming on.
All right, guys, that closes our two interviews for the show. We had both trick jumping, trick shooting, a ton of amazing stuff to take a look at and even learn from. So if you guys didn't know about that in uh, you know before the show, now you have a much better understanding of how everything works. Some exciting stuff, and we have to close the show as soon as possible because we got a second show coming up right after this, and conveniently, this show happens to have two Halo-specific guests coming on it as well. So stay locked on UGC. We're going to jump into two more interviews with even more Halo guests. Get ready for that. Remember, guys, to support our merch as well for the show. Tony, throw up the merch. Remember, everything that you buy here not only supports the show, but it supports me as well. And as usual, guys, I would highly appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in to HCS Weekly. That closes our episode for this week. I will see you guys again next week. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one like just to beat this guy. Like <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I was trying to see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a it's been a fun journey. I love it.